0: Okay, so I've been saying how crazy it is that it's already spring, but you know what that means? That means next up is summer. I know, so strange. But it's coming up quick. I personally love a wax any time of the year. But especially during those summer months, waxing really is just a must-have for me. And I know a lot of my girlfriends do it too. So when it comes to waxing, I'm a big fan of European Wax Center. Because when you go there, you get the best by the best. Their certified wax specialists are trained in prepping, protecting, and pampering your skin. All very important things. And did you guys know that as the experts in wax, European Wax Center is also the expert of skin. I really believe it's important to exfoliate, moisturize, take care of all of that beautiful skin all over your body. And I love that European Wax Center knows how important that is too. So they just released an all new line of products that are specifically designed to pair with waxing. These new products make the best wax even better. And when you do over 7.5 million bikinis a year, um, wow, you know you're getting only the best. Plus they've added enhanced health and hygiene measures for extra confidence and care. European Wax Center is so confident that you'll love the service and products that they're offering all first-time guests their first wax free. Visit waxcenter.com to book your reservation today, check out the new line of products, and remember that first wax is free.
1: Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, have you had enough rioting, looting, burning, enough civil unrest? Well, get ready. It ain't going away. Uh, They're boarding up buildings in Louisville. They're bracing for... uh, For uh, trouble in D.C. and Max Kellerman, the resident moron at ESPN, is going to tell you who's causing all this trouble. Play you that sound? You won't believe it, even from Max. Uh, Also, Mike Bloomberg's paying the fines of 32,000 felons. Not all the felons, though. You got you got to be a certain kind of felon. You can't be white felons. Those guys are out of luck. They can't vote. Uh, We'll tell you the details of that outrageous move from mini Mike. Um, And the NFL uh, mask Nazis, the NFL mask fanatics are out of control. We'll talk about all that with our guy Tom Shattuck today on the Callahan podcast brought to you as always by DCU. Uh, Do you love your car but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU and they could help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate or both. Applying is easy and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA. Membership required. All right, Colony, let's go.
2: This is the Jerry
1: Callahan Podcast. I don't think we can all agree that the uh, pandemic, the China virus, has changed everything in our lives. It's changed our the way we we do our jobs it changed the way we you know go about life we got to wear masks and stay distant and uh you know can't travel um I, I think it's changed my sports viewing habits my habits as a sports fan i haven't watched any major league baseball for the first time in my life since i was six I'm not watching baseball. I think it's still going on, right? Isn't the baseball season? still uh, going I believe. On? So. I haven't heard anything
3: about it. I haven't <laughs> seen anything it's, about it, but I believe it's the activity of playing baseball. And so. and
1: they're doing it like at Fenway, right? I mean, there are yeah. games at Fenway with no fans, I believe. Oh, I mean, well, I, I, I stuck seen... into
3: Fenway the other day, though. So it's Did it, you? That was, yes. That oh, was, was that good. you? That you? I mean, I haven't
1: watched like an inning, and I don't care. And I haven't watched much NBA. I'll check out the Celtics tonight, but I haven't watched uh, much NBA. Flipped around. I'll see it. I'll flip past it. I haven't watched any NHL um but i am watching football and i am going to start watching MMA because Colby Covington is my new favorite athlete uh the only one who has the balls to call lebron call lebron out and by the way become the 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 enemy for uh the woke mob for the ESPN clowns they hate him because he doesn't hate the president that's how it works if you don't hate Donald J. Trump, if you don't think the country is systemically racist and, and awful, then ESPN, Max Kellerman, Rachel Nichols, the whole crew, Dan Levitard, the whole crew, they they don't like you. They root against you. But but you know what else I'm doing, Shattuck? I'm, I'm looking forward to a couple things. And I'm not saying I'm excited about it, but they're boarding up buildings in Louisville. They are literally boarding up buildings in anticipation of the announcement of the either the indictments of the cops or no indictments, whatever it is, will not be enough. There are three cops. I think the best they can hope for is one of them gets indicted. Only one of them lost his job. So we already know the investigation by the cops of the cops uh, by the you know, local investigation at the local level. Uh, they only found one cop at fault, he got fired. The cops who shot Brianna Taylor. If they make the announcement that there will be no indictments, Louisville will burn, which is. Bizarre. And, and it's outrageous because that is now the answer to everything. Like if we don't like what the government is doing. If we don't like what the what a local public official is doing, then we're going to break windows, start fires. It's it's perhaps the most insane and disturbing development in the last six months that the answer to things you don't like now in America is burn buildings, ruin businesses, and, and well,
2: it'll, Jerry, it's going to if they're going to burn everything down, if they do get indictments, it doesn't matter. It, the, demonstrating in the streets and, you know, going in uh, burning city blocks in violence and stopping traffic and haranguing people is fully sanctioned. Now, it's fully sanctioned. It's been sanctioned in our politics. Kamala Harris is in Detroit yesterday. Um, Biden is is called like, a lid by well, the way, at eight 30 well, in the morning, exactly. So right <laughs> about now single
1: laziest it. presidential candidate in the history of this country who, well. who, who, you know, works less than, less than I do. I mean, he goes out there every other day, gives a couple of, you know, lame speeches, takes no questions, does no interviews, and then goes back home for a nap. It's, it's incredible what little effort the Democrat nominee is putting in, but, you're right. right. Be, I mean, if Louisville is burning today or tomorrow, there won't be any Democrats that really come out and condemn it. You no, sanctioned. they're running
2: on it, Jerry. It's not it's not, it's, not,
1: it's not. it's not sanctioned everywhere, as you see in Florida. Uh, they're trying to, you know, be preemptive and say it, it, this can't happen here. If you, if you uh, riot or loot, you're going to prison. It is a felony. And I love, love, love the way Governor Ron DeSantis is handling it. He came out. He's proposing a bill uh, where you get um, – uh, if, if you're a driver and you drive away from the mob and hit someone that you have immunity, uh, whatever, you're, you don't get – there's no penalty. There's no penalty. right, yeah. You're allowed to run over Antifa scum who get in the way of your vehicle. Now, isn't that a wonderful thing? Would that ever happen with a fraud like Charlie Baker? Or, or, <laughs> I mean, they, they would uh, – you know they—they they, they obviously Baker—they—they they, they thank rioters and looters for coming to their city. People like Baker and Marty Walsh, but in Florida, you can run over an Antifa scumbag, <laughs> and and the, and you will not be prosecuted, which I love. I love that from DeSantis. But the, you know they're taking it seriously in Florida. I don't know why in Kentucky they wouldn't do. Why wouldn't you do the same thing everywhere? Say it's a it's a felony. You're gonna do 10 years. You know, it's going to be a federal charge, maybe. Um, if, if the feds get involved, uh, don't we see from Portland that the revolving door—that you come in, that you, you know, take—they take your picture, take your fingerprints, and then let you go back out and riot again? Don't we see how that's? Yeah, but not Kentucky working?
2: is now a flashpoint, and it's more symbolic than ever. It's not only Breonna Taylor, but the man who killed Ruth Bader Ginsburg is in Kentucky. You know, they've been surrounding his house.
1: That's a good point. That's a good point.
2: They've been surrounding his house for a week. You know, he's he violated um, Ginsburg's dying wish. And yeah, this is all it's no it's all one. It's one confluence now into one energy in the uh, Black Lives Matter stuff and the Ginsburg stuff killing uh, RPG uh, and the covid stuff. It's all intertwined now. Can we all
1: agree that this we wouldn't be in this searching circumstance if Ruth Bader Ginsburg just didn't resist arrest? I mean, couldn't we just agree if she just went willingly? I mean, (laughs) Mitch McConnell McConnell wouldn't have killed her. Uh, But here's the problem: is the Democrats, as you know, as you say, they don't condemn it. They don't stamp, you know, slam the desk and say we have to stop this rioting. They know it's coming. Obviously they want the cops indicted. They want them arrested. They want them put away for life. That's the new Democrat way. Cops are the bad guys. So they want the cops. They don't care that Breonna Taylor's boyfriend shot first Mm -hmm. and get a cop. Like shot him. And that cop, you're going to indict that cop, the one who got shot and fired back. Uh, But if there is rioting, if Louisville's burning this weekend, uh, that's not good for uh, Sleepy Joe or Kamala because they, they they won't condemn it. And it's it's literally a campaign ad for Donald Trump. When you see cities burning, that is literally they're taking it, turning it around, making it a campaign ad. I, people- I
2: would think so. I would think that enough people have seen this stuff to know that this is pure thuggery and criminality in the streets at this point, And it's not tethered to anything, any real social justice. But once it's filtered through the media who knows what people are getting and I, I cop Biden who we know is on ice right now and Kamala is running she's running on the black lives matter platform this is this is from yesterday this is a young man asking her a question a young student asking Kamala a question and Ooh. just listen to his question and the way she decides to respond
4: um on behalf of the Wayne State Black Student Union we want to know that given that America is built on racism, sexism and other evils how will you as vice president advocate whether through policy or just through the powers that you know that you can advocate on how will we resolve these injustices for the black community and specifically for black women
0: yes thank you and and thank you for your role of leadership um part of it is i'm
2: gonna need your help is he gonna be in the cabinet That's the answer. The answer is whatever happened to the sister soldier movement. Why would she accept the premise unless the campaign is, you know, at united with it? Can you
1: imagine? You know, I I know the polls still have Biden in the lead, but I can't help but feel like the the momentum is shifting. The earth is shifting uh, below us and Trump's out doing rallies. Biden's not leaving his house half the time. And and everybody in America has to wonder why why is he not going out there well I guess we know why because when we see him out there trying to read a teleprompter trying to make it through a you know a 10 minute speech there aren't many people who think yeah he's got the energy the stamina to be able to do the job they, obviously the, the I mean people who cover this you know Shattuck, they've never seen anything like it a candidate for president who doesn't leave his house half the time who doesn't have any public events on Saturday. They had the lid at eight thirty in the morning. He made no public appearances the day after Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. On the same day to bring it back to Colby Covington, Trump was out all day doing things, events and appearances. And at eleven o'clock at night, eleven thirty at night, he called Colby Covington to congratulate him. So, uh, you know, fifteen hours after Biden called it a day, Trump was still on the phone, still you know doing his thing. If energy and stamina are issues then there's no contest. You can't look at Biden and say he has the energy, he has the stamina
2: to do the toughest job in the world. It just isn't possible. Right. And his flubs aren't aren't really flubs anymore. You know, this stuff is carefully written on the teleprompter for him, so he can't screw it up. But they should be. It's estimated that 200 million people have died (laughs) probably by the time (laughs) I finish this talk. Now, everybody can misread a teleprompter, but there should be something in your mind, especially if you've been a politician now for almost 50 years. Something in your mind should be stopping this stuff from happening. But it
1: doesn't. Can, He's, can you Have you ever – you've covered politics for a long time, more than I have. Um, have you ever seen anybody do interviews with a teleprompter? Uh, we talked about this yesterday. Obviously, Reamer's defending his guy. Oh, yeah, everyone does it. I've never heard of such a thing. Have you ever heard of a guy doing an interview where literally – there's an interviewer from, uh, no, I mean, it's not really an interview with Biden. It's a it's a campaign staffer like Stephanopoulos or one of these people sitting there or the Univision guy that, you know, they're there helping their team, but they have a teleprompter next to them. There's, there's video of one of these interview guys, <laughs> interviewers sitting there and you can see the teleprompter and he's getting the question and he's
2: reading the answer. Yes, have you it, ever seen that? No. And it's such a collaboration with the, with the media outfit. That Biden takes the question from the guy in front of it, then jerks his head to the left <laughs> to the teleprompter and then he misreads it and reads it
3: after they load it in. Yes, I mean, but, the, but also in fairness, though, COVID allows him to do that, right? Like you don't get you don't get that opportunity in other. True, in he's in the COVID candidate.
1: We'll, we'll, yeah. You know, his excuse on why he can't travel and why he can't interact with the with the media or the or the people. You know, like he's not going to have that Joe the Plumber moment. Because he's not be, he's not allowed to go near you know the voters and Trump's doing it every day. Kamala's doing it, although she's not taking a lot of questions. Uh, I just saw Peter Ducey had her in Flint, Michigan, and saw her right up close to her and said, "Do you think they sh- you should uh, Democrats should pack the court? Do you believe in court packing?" And she just looks at him and keeps on walking and ignores him. That's their strategy. Don't step in it. Don't say anything. Let the you know don't don't appear even crazier. I mean, here's what's going to be wild, and here's why I brought up the the sports uh, angle, is because normally you get excited if you're a sports fan. Oh, there's a big game. Tonight's a playoff game. You get excited, and I would be that way with a Celtics game or a Red Sox game if they were in a pennant race. But now I get up and I say, we have Trump naming a justice 5 o'clock Saturday, which will be wild because immediately the Democrats will go full anti-Catholic, And if it's Amy, if it's either of the front runners or both Catholic, Amy Barrett, Coney Barrett is more Catholic than than uh, Barbara Lagoa, who's got other issues. But, you know, immediately the attack, the plan of attack will be she's in a cult. You know, she's (laughs) taking her orders from the Vatican. It will be it will backfire. It won't work. I I don't I think they've ruined their chances of really, uh, you know, destroying a human being, uh, a a judicial uh, nominee. With Kavanaugh, I think we all know they will sink to new depths. They will stop at nothing. They will lie. What they did to Kavanaugh is despicable. It's the worst thing I've ever seen in observing politics. They lied about him. They made him uh, out to be a gang rapist mm-hmm. uh, in front of his wife, in front of his parents. It was disgusting. They will do it again. I think we'd agree that they they fight even dirtier now. That, that uh,
2: Yeah, that is the whole point. By the way,
1: who was – I, I it's hard to say, but who do you think was the worst the the most vile it on the judicial committee uh when they were grilling Kavanaugh?
2: um Blumenthal was a little nuts um in the guy reading the guy reading his um yearbook a cap- but Sheld- he- Sheldon White House right.
1: you know who I think was the worst Kamala,
2: Kamala. yes oh yeah,
1: she knew. He was innocent and she made it. She went all in on the gang rapist. She knew it was all made up. She didn't care that if they do this again, and I don't think they should. I'm with the, all those people who said there should be no hearing because, you know, what good does it do? They're already they already added, you know, did the, the math. They said 49 votes against 51 for they don't even have a nominee yet. There's been no hearings. And every Democrat has already just assumed they're going to vote against him.
2: Her. Right. Right. And why do it to yourselves? Why trust them? And what's this with this nicety of giving them a full and robust hearing? Why at this point, no matter what, the media and the Democrats are going to burn you. They're going to go after her. They're going to claim at the end. They may, I I think, honestly think that at some point during the hearings, the Democrats are going to leave Washington, D.C. and say this is so abhorrent. This is so out of the norms of our current politics. What's happening here can't be can't be accepted. We're leaving Washington. They're going to be behaving badly no matter what it right. is. There's no depth that they're, they're not willing to go. Even years ago, like eight years ago, when the when the government shut down and Barack Obama put big, heavy um, barricades so that, you know, 95-year-olds couldn't visit the World War II mu- museum, right. which is an outdoor museum. You should be able to walk right through it. There's no stanchions or anything. It's just a bunch of statues. But the mean-spiritedness spirit, of it, there is no end to it. They had, this is not. And, think of this. Think of this. If they have hearings and it's
1: Amy Coney Barrett, they're going to, she's, I think, handle it. Well, she's had, uh, she's been vetted before. She's, uh been confirmed before on a lo- lower court. So they know she knows what's coming. Is it good for <clears throat> Democrats to have the opportunity to go all in on trying to destroy this woman, a mother of seven, including two Haitian kids that she adopted one of whom are special needs, and they were, <clears throat> her kids, at least some of them were behind her. Last time she was um, uh, uh, grilled by these Democrats. If they're there and they're going all in and saying, you're a crazy cult member, you really, do you do you belong to that, that, that handmaiden's tale mm-hmm. cult?
2: I think um, they head fake on that stuff, and they go right to something racist. All they have to do is produce mm-hmm. somebody, some eighth rate, Person who was on the quad the same day she was on the quad, <laughs> and that person will just make something. There are enough people, there are enough civilian uh, activists who are willing to be part of this movement to extinguish anything about Donald Trump. That that's what they'll do. She'll be fine on the law resume stuff, and they'll act like they're going after her and the Catholic stuff and handmade tail stuff. But I think they'll head fake and go write to well, something more damning, and she'll be aghast at it, and then she'll be upset by it. And then they'll suddenly judge her on her response to these allegations of her being a deeply racist person,
1: and that's they'll good, be ready that's, for her. That's,
2: to, that's they'll be ready for her thing. to invoke the Haitian kids as well. Right. And somebody, and some pundits, someone will say, you know what? That's her using tokenism, you know, to cover. have already
1: gone all in on the Catholic. I mean, obviously, they're comparing the 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 organization she belongs to to the uh, whatever the Handmaid saying the Handmaid's yeah. Tale was based on this this Catholic organization. But I think they focus on abortion just because that riles up their base like nothing else. If you want to get, you know, those women we keep showing, we played one of them the other day. We played a few. There's a whole montage of these screaming lunatics, you know, when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died or when, you know, Trump won. You know, you remember Tigglypuff out at, uh, at Amherst, that fat, crazy, uh, that woman that went nuts when Trump won. Yes, <laughs> There's a whole bunch. There's a whole montage of them. And those people uh, care more about abortion than anything else. And and I hate to break it to them, but whoever Trump nominates is going to be against abortion. They're going to be pro-life. They're going to be pro-family. And they can't handle that. that that'll that be uh, what, what, what drives the people nuts outside the court, which will get, you know, again, the answer to any grievance now is, let's light a fire you know let's throw a brick uh, it worked it worked in uh, uh you know for you know for black lives matter it worked for antifa it's still working in portland There, they don't get arrested there is no way right. price be priced to pay they will throw bricks
2: yes and but, those you're right and the in the abortion is a, certainly something that they'll be constantly jabbing her with and they'll say uh you know there was a woman named you know Kristen scott who was 17 years old in alabama who needed to have health options, and she wasn't given them because of archaic rules on women's reproductive rights. Reproductive rights. And your ideology, uh, Amy Coney Barrett, your ideology prevented her from getting those, and that young lady died. What do you say to her right now? It'll be something like that that Kamala Kamala Harris will ask, and the others will ask. And just like when they had William Barr in, as soon as she starts to answer, they'll shut her off. Right. Say, no no you no, want to no. go
1: you want to go back to back alley abortions. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. Women are going to die. They're going to deny women reproductive health care. Uh, and it, you're right it'll be but you can't really bully you know a woman, especially a, a, you know a, if she comes across as well-intentioned as you point out if her, if her Haitian kids are in, right behind her, good luck with that.
3: All right, today's episode brought to you by Flagship Wealth. With me again, Dave McDonough. Dave, what's going on in the market? We're going to do a little market update
4: today. Sounds great, Dave. As I said to you, we had the best August in over 30 years. Just two short weeks ago, we hit an all-time high. Since then, market down two straight weeks. Not a surprise to anybody out there listening to this podcast. We've talked about it over the last two or three weeks. The market is giving you some buying opportunities. Long-term investors should take advantage of it. Long-term investors should, should get out of those growth names and start looking at value in other sectors of the market. What about
3: quickly? I'm hearing a lot about IPOs on TV. What's going on there?
4: The only people making money on IPOs are the insiders, Dave. Main Street, you and me, and you and me and Main Street, losing on the deal. You know, somebody bought this IPO at the market, Snowflake, for example, at 320. As of this taping, it's trading at 230, just two days ago. So again, stay away from the IPO market. There's plenty of value in this market. And again, I say it each and every week, take control of your retirement before the market does it for you.
3: All right, Dave McDonough, Flagship Wealth. You can go to FlagshipWealth.com. Click the Contact Us button. You want to know why, Dave? Because they got to get your newsletter. You give market analysis just like that each and every week by email. You put even a video in there. I may or may not have something to do with that newsletter. So go to FlagshipWealth.com. Click Contact Us. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial. A registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. PC.
1: Here's what we got going on. I know on you know sports radio, we used to give you the lineup coming up. Here's what we got going on. We got uh, a decision in Louisville on whether to indict the cops. I predict one cop gets indicted. I'm not sure if it is just throwing raw meat to the mob, but that one cop that shot the most who got fired. Clearly there was some, uh, some malfeasance here or he wouldn't have been fired, right? So there's something there they can work with. To indict him, maybe it'll be second degree manslaughter, or uh, and and he'll probably get um, acquitted at some point. Because again, the the boyfriend shot first. That's going to matter to a jury. But that'll be another day to board up the city. That'll be another day to get out the, you know, the riot gear. Uh, on this day, if you indict that one cop, maybe it mitigates the the damage. That's coming any minute now. On Saturday at 5 o'clock, Trump's going to name his ch- choice. It's probably, hopefully, I think will be Amy Coney Barrett. I like her. Um, although Ann Coulter is not a big fan. <clears throat> Everybody else seems to like her, but we'll see. And well, then, Ann
2: Coulter think, doesn't, doesn't like women to start with.
1: That's true. She doesn't think women should vote. She's no. <laughs> against the 19th Amendment. And, uh, you know, when you think about it, if it weren't for the 19th Amendment, we would have never had Bill Clinton. So uh, maybe, maybe she's on to something, but... Uh, and then at six o'clock, you're going to find out, you know, like you said, she once, uh, you know, murdered a a, a black hitchhiker. Um, and, uh, you know, she's got she's got sex slaves you know, locked up in her basement. And do you deny that, Miss Barrett, that you uh, that you killed that drifter that day in, in, in college? I mean, she will be they will make up all kinds of lies and, and stories about her. And then on Monday, I mean, Tuesday, oh, I have the, the ticker. The ticker, I'll give you the exact time on Tuesday, the debate. And I cannot believe, Shattuck, I cannot believe that the guy, Joe Biden, the Joe Biden, we're looking at stumbling around, wandering around in the dark, wandering around like he's, you know, really shouldn't be doing any job. I mean, he really should be uh, in an assisted <laughs> living facility, getting some help, you know, seeing a doctor, getting some medication living out his life as comfortably as possible. I, I don't want to disrespect the man. I feel bad for people who have cognitive issues or in decline. That man is not fit to debate anybody, let alone Donald Trump. Now, again, I don't think Trump's a great debater. I don't know where you come down on this, but he's he's far superior. He's got more energy. He's, he's more lucid than than Biden I, I don't know how this works. How does he make it through an hour and a half debate? There's six topics. There's one moderator, Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace is not a fan of Donald J. Trump. He's not, but he does not. he's a journalist. He's going to want to appear balanced and he's going to want to appear objective. If he goes at, if he, you know, follows up and goes at Biden, how does Biden do it without a teleprompter? Tell me that.
2: Well, how he's done it. Um, on the trail without a teleprompter, he gets upset over the top, offers to fight whoever's um bothering him, and then usually swears, um, and he gets unhinged and he has that look that um that his mind has been launched. Kind of, no, I agree with you. I mean, so th- there are whispers that um, Jerry that Biden keeps putting a lid on the day early because he's uh, studying for the debate. So, <laughs> I don't believe that.
1: I don't care how much you could study. I've been around people with uh, with dementia. Studying is it doesn't doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't help. And I know, again, he's th- there's never been a candidate going into a debate with lower expectations, with a lower bar. So if he doesn't fall on his face, the media will be fawning all over him, just like they did when he made the 25 minute speech at the convention, which was just a bunch of cliches. And they all came out and said it was historic. It was epic. You know, it, it was an amazing, greatest speech of his life. Uh, there's no teleprompter, there's no speech. This is a debate. And I can't tell you how, um, how excited I am to watch. It is bigger, better than any game, you know, at least since the Super Bowl. Watching this thing <laughs> on Tuesday, uh, the ratings are going to be uh, ridiculous. And what I gotta I be thought, honest, I mean, Jerry, you, don't I, you just expect something crazy to happen. Yeah.
2: Yes, I do. Um, By something crazy. If you look at the last time Biden debated as a VP against Paul Ryan, it was Biden was very street fighty. It was it was more talking over him. Don't you in platitudes. And he he didn't he didn't exactly. He wasn't exactly um, full of data and uh, in metrics in that debate. Uh, He was just pushing Paul Ryan around. I don't think he can do that anymore. I think he's lost any kind of um, pit bull in him. And so he's going to have to just, just keep pairing Trump with COVID. You know, you stand here, 200,000, that's on 200, your 200. hands. And just hope that Trump reacts to it. And Trump's going to react to it. The only thing is, I mean, Trump's not going to study. So, so he's going to have to use his wits like he did with Hillary Clinton and give whatever Biden says to him and hit Biden over the head with him. But he could if Trump could stick to just five points or so, you know, all of these ailments that Biden's going to mention other than covid can be traced right back to Obama. You know, the, the Obama the infrastructure problems with Obama, he squandered all that stuff. Biden was in charge of of the stimulus package. There's a whole hell of a lot. Obama and Biden built and cultivated ISIS. It's a good one. Right.
1: Trump's, Trump's going to do what he always does. He's going to repeat himself. He's going to talk about the China travel ban 500 more times because Biden was against it. Biden called it xenophobic and, and racist and everything else. And I mean, the, the notion that Trump killed 200,000 people is absurd. The, the notion that it would have been better with President Biden or President Hillary Clinton is absurd and everyone knows it. Biden will keep repeating it. And obviously his supporters... At uh, you know all the networks, NBC and ABC and the Globe and the Globe, and they'll all repeat it. But everyone knows it's absurd. I mean, Trump shut off travel from Europe, and people were like, "What? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no way Biden, a president Biden, would have done that. There's no way that we wouldn't have a lot more than 200,000 people who've died with the virus than uh, we, with with President Biden. Um, but how many times do you predictably he say, "Come on, man"? come on, man. I mean, that's his device. Yep. Or, or maybe he'll say I've said enough. I've said enough. You know, <laughs> I, I, I probably shouldn't say that when he loses his way and yeah. he doesn't know what to say. He goes, I, 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 I probably shouldn't say any more. Uh, you know, go ahead. You go ahead. Right. I mean, well,
2: and, when, <laughs> and, when, the, uh, and with, when the moderator, you know, gives him 60 seconds to answer and he seeds back 45 seconds of that which is not something a political, a federal a politician, national politician usually ever does. Usually, you have too much content, right. and you try to run that sixty seconds into a minute forty seconds, and you know, eat up more clock and get your messaging out and suck out the oxygen from everybody else. Yeah, he doesn't have. He could have a good night. He could have a lucent night with Anderson Cooper. He was lucent. That was extremely coached, and Cooper held his hand. Right, and he's on medication,
1: which is right. helping at certain times. I, I think. I think Trump has heard the the rumors, mm-hmm. and that's why he keeps bringing up him getting a shot in the ass and yes you should, you should do a drug test if you do a drug test any test positive for Prevagen who cares that doesn't disqualify him I'm not sure why else Trump is harping on that tens of tens of thousands of
3: people are going to listen to this podcast today and you guys are just going to completely overlook the endorsement of the Duke
1: and Duchess of Sussex today like that has no impact what, what, the- what about the endorsement of Cindy McCain no. yeah. Associated Press, Shattuck, called it a stunning rebuke of Trump when Cindy McCain uh, endorsed uh, uh, um, or she hasn't done it yet. She's going to endorse Biden. I mean, so a widow, a very rich widow of a guy who hated Trump, hates Trump. And the AP, if you want to just a glimpse at the at the bias of the agenda of all the mainstream media, they call that a stunning rebuke. If she didn't support Biden, it would be stunning. There's no rebuke. There's no way Sidney McCain or any McCain was ever going to endorse Trump. Uh, it's so ridiculous. But you mentioned yeah. you mentioned how dirty it's going to get, and it is going to get dirty. Five o'clock Saturday, get ready. It's coming. Amy Coney Barrett is the devil. She's Satan. But have you ever seen – I keep saying have you ever seen anything like this? Have you ever seen a candidate reading his answers on a teleprompter when he's in it, doing a one-on-one interview? The answer is No. Have you ever seen anything like what Mike Bloomberg did? And again, we'll play the game. Can you imagine if a rich supporter of Donald Trump did what Mike Bloomberg did? If, uh, what's his name, the guy from Vegas, Sheldon uh, Adelson Adelson had done what Bloomberg did. Bloomberg paid the fines of 32,000 felons in Florida so that they could get the right to vote back. And he's assuming obviously the vote for Biden, because that's what felons do. And he stipulated, he spent, was it 16 million? 16 million to pay off the fines of 32,000 felons so that they could be eligible to vote. But did you see the stipulation? They had to be black or Hispanic. He didn't pay the fines for any white felons. So the white felons in uh, South Florida I assume, well, I was going to say Jeffrey Epstein, but I don't think he can vote anymore either. But the white felons, not eligible. And there's a lot of them. Rednecks down there in Florida. But the <laughs> black and Hispanic felons are off the hook. Uh, Mike Bloomberg, one guy, paid off all their fines and wants them to go out there and vote for Biden. This is Florida, where it could come down to the wire, where they could be counting, hanging chads for days. And... A Democrat, a very wealthy, very liberal uh, guy like like Bloomberg can can assure that that tens of thousands of felons will be ex, uh, ex-felons, I guess, whatever you call them, will be out there to vote for his guy. Right. Not the, I mean, can you imagine if a Republican did that? How crazy the media would be going today saying, you know, talk, I mean, how, how nuts would Bernie Sanders be going? Elizabeth Warren, who rails against the billionaires and millionaires all the time. I don't know how he
2: can set up a what is essentially a business transaction that is exclusionary exclusionary of a race. To me it seems like um that's frowned upon but not only that Jerry but in the last 5 months Trump has been garnering more and more support from Hispanics. You know Hispanics who have businesses who are law-abiding, who live in this country, who do not like the Black Lives Matter stuff, and you've promised Hispanics in C- Cubans in Florida that you're going to mm-hmm. unleash criminals into their communities in order well, to.
1: Whatever, bolster- well, I mean, I guess there's no guarantee they'll vote for Biden. The, the, you know, the, you're right. The Cuban community is generally uh, Republican,
2: uh, so right. maybe some
1: of them, maybe some. Of them, but he's counting. I mean, let's be honest. If you get if you have thirty-two thousand felons, you pay their fines, they go to vote what 90 95 percent 97 percent are going to vote for Biden he knows that but there's no outrage at least I mean other than you know Fox uh, who's well, who's crazy. upset about this is the has the globe written an editorial or the New York Times on how outrageous it is that one billionaire can can swing the election just with his checkbook and swing the election in one key battleground yeah. state
2: well isn't LeBron doing the same thing yes LeBron's involved in that oh that's the same one okay. Jesus, it's crazy. I, I the story <laughs> right here. Yeah,
1: LeBron's involved in uh, paying off, paying off the fines for thirty. And and you know what you could do if there were if there were actual journalists, actual media, you could find out what some of these people did. <laughs> you know, I mean, I assume there's guys who you know beat up their girlfriends and wives, or you know, mugged old ladies, or you know, robbed. Uh, you know, robbed. Yeah. Hard people, people, sexual predators, sexual, you know, deviants preying on minors. And 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 a rich liberal is paying off their fines and assuring us that they'll go out there and vote for Biden. It's outrageous, but there's, you know, whatever it takes to, to beat the big bad orange man is all that matters. I think doesn't that's packing, a bad move. Doesn't but... packing the court seem like if, and I don't even know why, why don't Republicans do it? You know? <laughs> why don't they just say screw you we'll do it and then add five justices and let trump pick them you know why because it seems outrageous it seems anti-american and democrats right. talking about it like hey you know if you want to name a justice which is your constitutional duty if you're going to do that then we're going to ch- you know add a bunch of judges to the court and 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 control the court for a generation it's just and people are going yeah that sounds right that sounds reasonable It's incredible
2: to say that we're going to get rid of we're going to get rid of the filibuster on everything. So that from now on, a simple majority, when we win, the Democrats are saying we can pass anything we want to. We're going to add two new senators because we're going to have two new states and we're going to pack the courts so we can codify without having to have any kind of democratic process happen. Everything we want into law, which means everything AOC wants into law because they're all afraid of her. It is remarkable. And to have Republicans, and and I like Jonah Goldberg, but have Republicans oh, say, sucks. you know what? Maybe we should compromise. We should compromise, or else it sucks. I, I hate. Maybe if we compromise, maybe they'll withdraw one out of the three threats that they say they're going to do to destabilize the country. Right. Get rid of the Electoral College, which they can't do. You need three quarters of the states. Uh, you can't. Well, manage. unless you change. Yeah. Well, I think you. I think you'd be right on that. Well, if you, you can't do court. it because you're talking about states that wouldn't matter anymore if you get rid of the electoral college, they're
1: never going to vote for that. Uh, but you're right. I hate these never Trumpers. These Jonah Goldberg, David French is saying, yeah, we should compromise. Why? They would never, ever compromise if the shoe were on the other foot. We've seen how dirty they fight, especially on, on the
2: court uh, for the court. Right. Um, no, the uh, never Trumpers it, want to compromise. They want when Trump gets removed and his all of his people are frog marched out of D.C. and the Trump element is gone. They want their rightful place at those dinners in the, in the right. press club in D.C. where all the really good intellectuals get together and talk about how you and I can't grasp it because we haven't uh, read enough uh, Hayek, you know, like they have. And that's what they want. They want their place back in the good seats back. Right.
1: And it's disgusting because they know they know that it wouldn't work the other way. If the Democrats had the White House and the Senate, they would they'd already have someone, you know, on the court. Someone new on the court. They, they wouldn't wait till the body was cold. Uh, by the way, um, is there something creepy about her laying in repose in public going up to look at this poor 87 year old woman's. Body. I mean, she was a judge. She wasn't yeah. a saint. I mean, she wasn't a a, a president for that matter. I mean, are we gonna do the same when Sandra Day O'Connor croaks? I mean, we didn't do it for, you know, the, every judge. What I mean, it just seems like so over the top. She's so just uh, venerated, deified by the by the left. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, we're, but they made they making a it. statue of her in New York. A statue. I thought we were tearing statues down. We're <laughs> making a statue of her. Uh, but,
2: but that is, you know, they've made they made her into an icon. They made her into the most important, uh, you know, voice in in the judiciary. Uh, and- but
1: but 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 it wasn't enough for some people, Shattuck. It wasn't enough. We uh, obviously we heard the the tributes to her and everybody, you know, Tom Brady was tweeting out tributes to her. Mm-hmm. All every celebrity. Was saying uh, what a what a uh, historic figure she was. What a wonderful person. Even the you know Republicans, even Trump, were saying nice things about her. Obviously, the Scalia's were saying wonderful things about right. her. But somebody uh, wasn't happy. Rachel Nichols on ESPN wasn't happy because the NBA didn't do enough to honor Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And you would think you'd be like, what the hell? Why? What is they? Did they do anything for? Antonin Scalia, did they do anything for whoever? I mean, is so what? Why is the NBA supposed to honor her? Oh, by the way, I don't know if you saw the tweet from the Babylon Bee, which is a steer, satirical uh, site. Um, it was funny as hell. They said the NBA is going to wear those collars, those lace collars <laughs> that the that, Bader that Ginsburg <laughs> wore, obviously, um, and they, they, they actually did it. They put one of those lace collars on LeBron. It was hysterical. It was great. But Rachel Nichols doesn't think the NBA did enough because they didn't honor our, the notorious RBG. Wow, well,
3: I, I want to play this audio for everybody because I'm I'm shocked that you disagree with this take actually. there's there's no we'll play it, but there's no consistency here. I agree with Rachel Nichols. I'm with her on this.
5: So I talk sometimes about the women of the NBA and often someone will try to correct me and say, you mean the WNBA? And I'll say no, I mean the NBA. Yes, what you see on your TV when you watch the NBA is men playing basketball, but in every corner of the sport, there are women all through the league office, team front offices, training staffs, coaching staffs, and none of them, me included, would be able to do the jobs we do the way we do them if it wasn't for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Honestly, if you are an American woman who appreciates not having to ask your father or husband for permission to manage your own finances, property, health, health, You owe a gigantic debt to the notorious RBG, something the WNBA recognized with a lovely video tribute before its playoff game last night. So it was surprising then, and disappointing, frankly, when the NBA chose not to do the same, despite that it was just last month the league held such meaningful moments of silence for not just politician and civil rights icon John Lewis, but actor Chadwick Bozeman. If you are a league that holds equality as a core value, and I know for sure that this league does, the icons of that equality can't just be those who helped the men that we all see on TV, but those who paved the way for the women who work right alongside them. After all, the NBA is significantly stronger.
3: All right, you get the point. You know where she's going with that. But I mean...
1: Um, I would like to hear the same thing from her as I asked of everybody. For, I asked her, just can you name me one thing? Could you be specific? What did she do that allows you, Rachel Nichols, to do your job? What did she do? I'm, I'm sure she could come up with something, but if I were her boss, I'd say, could you stick something? No, in that, her that's something? not her point.
3: Her, her point is, if you're going to honor John Lewis and honor Jacob Blake,
1: why are why are you not well, honoring? Uh, honoring him? Jacob Blake is absurd and outrageous on its face, but uh, um, maybe you know, maybe she's right that uh, uh, the. And, and they're honoring everybody now that, but again, they're not going to honor Sandra Day O'Connor. They're not going to honor, you know, they didn't honor Anthony Scalia. What's the standard? You just have to.
5: Before you drive the all new Nissan Rogue, you got to ask yourself.
0: Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. To be
1: a far left radical liberal who believes that that in abortion in the third trimester, you have to be that for the NBA to honor you. Is that the rule?
2: Well, you would think that there would be a lot of other people that would be in there more than her. I mean, so they're honoring her really being a lawyer activist for the ACLU and now in in the 1970s. And so she, you know, she had a number of um, sex discrimination cases, but as a Supreme Court uh, justice, nothing really stands out as, you know, a incredible uh, landmark decision that that she made. She didn't seem to be uh, somebody, a really quotable person like um, like. Oh, I, I
1: disagree. I quoted her, and I and it's my favorite quote when she said, "LeBron." I mean, she said uh, Kaepernick was a fraud. I love that oh, one. Oh right, that's yeah. right. But with that like was I, think, was- I think that's been purged from the record. But she said uh, she mocked uh, Kaepernick's uh, protest. But tell me this, Shattuck: Is there one thing she ever did as a justice on the Supreme Court that took courage? She I
2: never, don't know. She- I can't think of one. that. She was
1: a reliable. She was a reliable left wing vote, just like uh, Clarence Thomas is a reliable right wing vote. Um, there's no. no. She doesn't swing the court either way. She never makes a decision where you're not sure what she's, which way she's going to come down. I mean, she was just that person who right. always took, you know, always voted with the liberals. Always.
2: So right. Why, does is that,
1: why is that so commendable? Why does that make her? Uh, and there's this, this, this deity to the, to the, uh, you know, to the average person or to the, the NBA. NBA, what the hell do they
2: care? Well, it, it is interesting, Jerry, that when people talk about her, her, she'll say, they'll say, you know, she had really good friends who were conservatives. She was really good friends with Scalia. You know, she was, as if that's an unthinkable thing. Know. A liberal would ever consider a lowly hedonistic conservative, somebody worth making, being friends with, you know, they, they never talked about Scalia being friends with liberals. You know, that right. that was expected because they were reasonable, good people. You know, he could learn something from them. But she tolerated the presence of conservatives and Republicans. And that's the biggest thing I hear about her. I think she's she's fine. She I guess she had a she had a very good career and to come from any background, especially when it was harder as a woman to get into stuff and and to uh, ascend like she did is is very laudable. I don't think that Rachel Nichols or anybody else regardless and regardless of, of where you are and what your identity is, should be thanking government for giving you the leeway to have your hard work pay off because what government mostly does is impede your uh, you know road to success one way or another. Government is a hindrance to your success. I think that the, maybe with the WNBA you could say that Title IX has a lot to do with the fruitfulness. Of the WNBA, uh, who
1: cares? I don't care. Uh, uh, I will say this: Rachel Nichols, and you know, you know, I I don't have a big problem with that uh, commentary. That's one of her heroes. I would have liked, again, more specifics, but. It's it's um, in the halls at ESPN or you know in the in, in Bristol, they were applauding it, saying, Wasn't that wonderful that, that Rachel did? Isn't that wonderful? They the NBA should have put patches on their uniforms of Ruth, they should have written her name on the court because that's what they do. And this is what happens at ESPN. ESPN is the ultimate echo chamber. Everybody there thinks the same way. It's much like You know, MSNBC or NBC, there's just never to be heard a discouraging, dissenting word. Did you know that Shea Concrete has been offering technical engineering seminars for professional development credit at their Amesbury headquarters since January 2018? Well, now these continuing education opportunities are brought to the industry virtually through the Precast Podcast platform. I've been telling you about the Precast Podcast, the best podcast in the Precast business. It's the only one, but it's good. And you can get credit just by listening. Although nothing can take the place of the in-person training, the virtual education offering through the Precast Podcast are a close second. Shea Concrete Products is committed to supporting two educational-based podcast episodes per month at no cost to attendees. Multiple credit hours can be earned. How easy is that? You don't get credit for the Callahan Podcast. You get credit when you listen to the Precast Podcast. Are you a septic or wastewater professional in Mass or New Hampshire? Contractors, installers, engineers, or job site inspectors who need to earn professional CECs to keep up their certification or license should check out Shay's Precast Podcast Technical Engineering Seminars. Uh, And the podcast, the Precast Podcast, is not all technical. Listen and find out more about the company's process, products, employees, and so on. There's even an episode featuring me brother-in-law of uh, Greg, the guy who runs Shea Concrete. Shea Concrete Products is not only the lead supplier in the precast concrete industry, but they also deliver a robust technical education platform. With over 70 years of experience in operation as a family-owned and operated business, Shea has become New England's premier precaster. Whether it's sun or rain or snow, it doesn't matter. Shea Concrete Products is always on the go And they will drive that extra mile to be your trusted precast concrete product partner in New England and beyond. Check them out. SheaConcrete.com. Yesterday, um, Max Kellerman, who is a moron, Max Kellerman uh, talked about the uh, riots or looting and and blamed it on right wing extremists. And um, as far as I could tell, uh, people like me were calling him out on Twitter, but did anybody push back at ESPN? They probably all said, yeah, it's the white supremacists. I mean, they just live in this bubble where they don't, you know, they don't care about the truth. They just, they go with the, you know, the left wing, uh, narrative and accept it. And they're all on the same page. And that's why I loved, uh, Whitlock's column. I love all his columns, but the column, the takedown of, uh, Katie Nolan, where he also called out, you know, Stephen A. Smith and Dan Lebitard and Max Kellerman and all the rest who just nod and smile and yeah, Yeah, RPG, wonder, uh, white supremacists are looting Portland. It's just moronic.
2: Yeah, but- and it comes from the same place. It comes from knowing, knowing that they're way overpaid for their level of competence, for their <laughs> level of talent, and knowing that they've got this life that's elevated through really some kind of luck lottery and – feeling bad about it. So we'll, what's the best, what's the right religion so that we can tithe a little bit on the air so that we can feel okay right. about this, that I live a, so far away from any of these people that I portend to value so much, tell me what to say. And so now he's blaming he's blaming the riots and the bricks flying through cop cars on the um, boogaloos or whatever. And it's moronic. You know, the, It's, the it's not And it's, it's, not it's not sign their name to the violence it's
1: it's a lie right it's a lie it's a flat out lie it's not true it's dishonesty is what it is it's like it's like these idiots and and uh, don lemon has done it recently and paul krugman said you know i don't see any riots i went to dinner in in my favorite you know my you know favorite uh, italian place and uh in the upper east side and i didn't see any riots and meanwhile If you just look, you see small businesses destroyed and restaurants and bars and and, and just destroyed by
2: looters and rioters all over the country. Yes. In in New York City, you've had to have the the governor is begging for people to come back. Please come back and spend money back in the city. But meanwhile, you're right. You've got Don Lemon. And then Cuomo said, yeah, we were out together. And you know what? I couldn't believe it. Don Lemon took out his credit card and paid the bill. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, we had a wonderful dinner. It was awesome. And uh, nobody set the restaurant on fire when we were there. So as long as you don't get any on me, you know, I, I'm cool with it. You're destroying the lives of countless, you know, small business people, working people, you know, whatever, uh, bartenders, race waitresses just ruining their lives. But issue, you, you, didn't got any on me. I didn't get any, you know, embers on me. So go nuts, have fun, but Let's, I want to hear from Max Kellerman, because you got to hear it to, to, to believe it. He's such an idiot.
4: A few of the things he said when he talks about, like, Black Lives Matter, 93% of the protests are peaceful. <laughs> oh, the overwhelming majority are peaceful. And by the way, the 7% that are not, they have a very broad definition of what's not, quote, unquote, peaceful. For example, if you block traffic or something like that, or if you respond to police provocation. And even then, a big percentage of that, which we... <laughs> that wasn't peaceful is actually outside agitators extremist right-wing agitators posing as protesters in order to make the protests look bad that's the first thing when he talks of- uh, <laughs> well that's 100 it's all what, gone what an
1: absolute a-hole I and mean, think of that think of that he said first of all you know he's talking about the lie of only seven percent are violent okay so you have a protest with i don't know five thousand people uh, at it say uh, in DC or, or in Portland, or whatever. Uh, that would be uh, seven. How many? How many? 150 uh, would that be? That'd be 70 out of a thousand. So that'd be 350. 350 violent left wing Antifa BLM rioters. You think that's not a, a big deal? You think that's not a really a, a factor, you moron? Secondly, you know. The police provocation. Have we gotten past that? Have you watched the freaking news, Max Kellerman? Have you, have you been on Twitter? We talk about, you know, Andy, Andy, no, all the time, or Lives Matter, Dylan Hernandez. These guys are on the front lines with their phones, with their cameras, recording everything. Uh, and you sit back and you say, yeah, they're not violent. And the ones who are violent are right wing agitators. We literally see the mugshots and the police records and the biographies of these people every day there's there's no right-wing agitators hell uh kyle rittenhouse who's you know villain evil to people like max kellerman is a 17 year old kid trying to protect businesses because the cops didn't do their jobs they were told to stand down so people like rittenhouse said i will try to defend these poor small businesses he was you know he shot two scumbags in self-defense three actually in self-defense killed two um and he'll walk free soon and live happily ever after. I hope because everybody knows it was self defense. But can you believe somebody on a big, you know with a big national stage like Max Hellman actually said that today? Today, late September says it's right wing agitators.
2: Yeah, you can't have. I mean, not only is, is it not factual, and there's nobody who who's not just absolutely intellectually dishonest who would, who would ever say that. Because you can see them you see the arrests. you you there's video out there. The video is taken by the agitators celebrating their agitations right. on social media. you know thank they God, love-
1: thank God there is video because liars like Max kelman you know would have some some uh, you know some impact if we didn't see it with our own eyes. I mean yes they sit there and, and carry water for Antifa and BLM and say ah there's only a few agitator and they're right wingers. I mean, and what did what did Stephen A. say? This was on first take, or what did the woman, uh, whatever her name is, the host say? Did anybody push back? See, that's what life at ESPN is like. You can lie, say something so outrageous that it's right wing agitators. If you did that, you know, on on the radio when I was on the radio, or you know, on on a actual credible you know show like on Fox News, someone would say, "Are you nuts?" In fact, it happens every day. Juan Williams is one of those clowns who says. It's, there's really no violence. You know, I, that's all made up. And Greg Gutfeld who lives in a neighborhood that's been destroyed, just loses his, his, his mind every time Juan Williams does it. And they fight. That's the way it should be. Someone at ESPN should call out Max Kellerman, say, Max, you moron. Where'd you get the idea that it's right-wing
2: agitators? Are you not paying attention? And they don't see it. So they won't see the violence. They will see the husband and wife with the machine gun on their own lawn standing there. They won't see any of the damage. They won't see the, the fires. They will see the, the mayors asking Trump for money to fix the damage. And they think Trump's cruel for not fixing the damage. that didn't happen. Apparently, we're told at the same time huh. I mean, there is. This will be a good test to see if this gaslighting works this year because they've all been doing it. If you've got Jerry Nather, whose own district has been affected by violence and rioters who now needs money from the president. Who said that the Antifa doesn't exist? It's not there. It's a, we'll see how this pans out. But there's there's supposed to be this suspension of disbelief this year, right. and the, the the um the election will be a good referendum on that. Well, just that, to, you, know, you know,
1: Ayanna Presley called for more civil unrest. More well, at uh, least she acknowledges violence. the violence. She just says it's good. Uh, it's good, right? Uh, Maura Healy, the AG, uh, said. This is how forests grow, but people burn. I forgot about that. Makes was... Forests grow. These people are in power and they're endorsing this violence. I would ask them and Max Kellerman, if, why do you think businesses in Louisville are boarding up their windows right now? Why are they closing and boarding up their windows and hiring security? Why? Because of right-wing agitators? Because if these cops don't get indicted, Black Lives Matter is going to... Burn, you know, burn the whole thing down, to, to quote, or to quote Michael Brown's father, burn the bitch down. That's what's going to happen. And they're not doing it. They're not, it ain't it any ain't right wing agitators. If there are any right wing agitators, they're, they're there to protect the businesses. It's just so so ridiculous. Well, you're right, a, and that's uh,
3: this is the- a segment. By the way, after that, uh, that because Ma- Max Coleman just plays the hits the entire show. This is a segment right after he said that the Broncos were uh, absolutely insane for not taking a look at Colin Kaepernick over Blake Bortles. Oh, Bord- did he? So he just played the hits right there for ESPN.
1: Why doesn't ESPN hire Kaepernick? Everybody there loves him. Everybody at that company loves the man. I mean, why can't they bring him in as some kind of you know?
3: Well, they actually, they technically did, right? Didn't he do a deal with Disney for his production company or something like that? Was that Disney or was that somewhere else?
1: Uh, I don't know what it was. It's It's Disney. It is Disney. Nobody makes more money for doing less than Colin Kaepernick. Nobody in America makes more for doing less. He's got a great gig. That's why he doesn't want to play football, it's, right?
3: And, and that's why Max Kellerman says things like that because he knows the Broncos aren't going to look at Colin Kaepernick because they know that Colin Kaepernick does not want to play football.
1: There's no right. interest. I mean, why would he want to risk you know, injury? We can just sit back and let clowns like Kellerman do his bidding and have Nike, you know, pay him millions to you know to have slaves in
2: in uh, China uh, over his sacrifice. You know, it's funny you guys stuff. say that because it is kind of he is kind of using the Joe Biden strategy of just cloistering away and, and let others do the work for you. Let other evangelists for you, you know, carry the cause on your behalf for Biden. Obviously it's every Democrat in the country and Kamala Harris and Kaepernick. It's everybody else and all these people in the NBA. And, and I, when's the last time he said anything? He, he had he never of, says
1: anything. He knows, I, I'll give him this. He's smart enough to know he's not that smart. If he, if he goes out before the cameras, like he did one time in Miami, and starts debating, Cuba versus the U.S. against the reporter who was a Cuban-American. He knows he'll look like a a moron. And and so he doesn't say, you know, he's smart enough to keep his mouth shut and let other people do his bidding and make him out to be a a hero and an icon and a civil rights leader who says nothing. I mean, he could step out on the sidewalk right now and the cameras would be all there. He could talk about whatever, Breonna Taylor. He could talk about uh, Jacob uh, Blake, whatever, anything. He doesn't do it. He just sits quietly and lets Stooges like LeBron, uh, you know, uh, uh, kiss his feet and do his uh, do his bidding for him.
2: Was he a gregarious guy as a QB? Did he talk to reporters after a win in the uh, locker he was room? An angry dour guy,
1: but yeah, he did. I mean, he, he had to. I mean, it's kind of a rule. But he's he's the, the, the you know the most uh, the, the quietest civil rights leader ever. You know, you think he'd be leading marches and making speeches, but he knows he's he you he, he know he doesn't want to expose himself. Rather. Uh, keep quiet and let them wonder how smart you are. Open your mouth and remove all doubt. Did you see that Nike put out a special jersey
3: for him and it sold out in a minute? You know, yeah. four, the jersey uh, four years after he took a knee. Because my wife and I, we celebrate our four year anniversary, that's a big one for us. So, uh, they make a special jersey that sells out in under a minute.
2: Oh, oh by God. the way, uh, you'll be happy to know yesterday in, um, in um detroit kamala jerry was wearing her tan timberlands oh
1: was she oh those are everything those are everything i hated them when uh, melania trump wore them but when kamala i mean they just work for kamala well it's a
2: statement it's made to make you uncomfortable in getting to your face
1: i I tell you what if you're a democrat and you're thinking that amy coney barrett's going to get grilled by the senate uh, uh judicial committee that you got to be worried that Kamala is going to look like the mean girl again. That is not going to be good for her if she's attacking another woman because the woman is a Catholic. Good luck with that. Uh, and, but but you know what what choice does she have? She's on the committee. She's going to have
2: to attack. She's That's gonna, what they're going to do. They're going to load her up with one liners and have her go in there with those daggers and try to stab. Yeah, um, good, luck. good luck. Well, I mean, the, the the thing that that is tough about that is that. She's got no defense. So once she gets outside and she's somewhere where she mistakenly takes a question from someone in the press or someone in the town hall, Miss Tuff is going to fold like she did, you know, when Tulsi Gabbard just destroyed her. She's got no defense, Kamala. Well, and she- you saw I, I watched way too much of this stuff of her yesterday in the parking lot in Detroit, talking BLM and woke politics and throwing the cops under the bus. She went, you heard that guy we played. You know, this country was born on sexism and racism and xenophobia and this and that. And she said, yep, yep, yep. She yep. said, whatever right. it took to get out of that room, you know, alive. And she's got <laughs> no skills. And that's going to start looking bad, considering she's on the top of the ticket, essentially.
1: Right, right. It's it's uh, but all they got. They don't have the, you know, Sleepy Joe's not going to carry the day. But uh, a couple more things I want to get to before we uh, wrap this up. I cannot believe that the NFL. We talked about this yesterday because three coaches on Sunday uh, didn't have their masks worn properly and were fined. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. You're, uh, you know, Pete Carroll, and and, and they they fined these coaches for not wearing their masks or not wearing them the whole time. One hundred thousand each, and the team two hundred fifty thousand. So three hundred fifty grand to those three coaches. Then on Monday night, uh, it was uh, Gruden against Sean Payton. They both were fined. Same deal, 350. So what's 350 grand times five? That's five. That's 1.7 something, 5 million for coaches, not putting the masks over their mouth and their nose. I'm not sure how Belichick got away without getting fined. His was on his nose, but not on his mouth, which was a little weird. (laughs) First of all, They're surrounded by players who have no masks on, including players who aren't even playing. Secondly, they're tested every day. They did 36,000 tests in a week in the NFL. There were five positives, 36,000 tests. None of them were players. They were personnel like, you know, ball boys or equipment managers. Five positives out of 36,000 tests. So everybody around them, just like when Trump does an event at the White House, everybody just got tested everybody's negative and these coaches are trying to breathe they're trying to talk so they take the mask off they know the mask is just for show and they get fined 350 grand um that's the ultimate in as, as Reimer likes to say performative um action on the part of the NFL they know that the, the mask is meaningless the guys who got fined Monday Peyton and Gruden they both already had the virus. They're not going to get it again. And uh, people, I tweeted about this, and everyone said, you know, there was a guy in, uh, you know, uh, Mongolia who got it twice. Uh, there's a guy in, in Ecuador who had it twice. It's 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 happened. No, it hasn't. I don't believe it happens. I believe you have immunity. I believe you have uh, uh, what do you call it when you have the the, uh, the You have the antibodies. Gruden knew it. Gruden knows it. He's not getting it again and he's trying to you know talk so he takes the mask down and the league hits him up for 350 grand. It's ridiculous.
2: <laughs> Jerry, you you're missing the point here. What kind of message does it send? I know. I know. To That's... impressionable NFL viewers that he's going oh. for a nanosecond without his mask on. That Did is endorsing obviously saw Andy Reid on opening night with the screen the plastic steel thing <laughs> by I'm the st- way a lot of these head coaches are moving up and down the field with the with the teams as they go along here at some point at some point it's tough to breathe are you allowed to just take the mask off just to exchange oxygen and carbon dioxide i just guess you breathe? can
1: drink water obviously Or well, i guess you can take it off at halftime when you're indoors where the virus is generally transmitted outdoors <laughs> There's very little evidence that it gets transmitted. And who's,
2: who's diming them out? Are there spotters in the stands?
1: There's no TV stands. All, in the it's thing. all on TV. I was watching it Sunday saying, I wonder if that's going to get the guy in trouble. Cause some of them, one coach, uh, I think it was the Carolina guy started the game with the plastic screen and he, you know, it's fogged up. So then he came back with just a mask and some of them have sunglasses or glasses like, to, to, so they prevent it from going in their eyeballs. Um, uh, it's, it's just uh, so actually, whatever. this is good. Richard, this is Richard. promising.
2: This is a way that us, the fans, can get involved. Because if we so, if, who are the Pats playing this weekend? You know, the Pats are playing um, whoever it is. If so, if we had been paying attention Sunday, we could have on social media dimed out, you know, everybody on uh, the Seahawks who didn't have their um uh, mask on for a moment we could have financially destroyed every member of the team coming into next week. Uh, or, or I guess we'd have to do it for whatever team's coming next week.
1: Patriots are hosting the Niners, which is too bad because Jimmy Garoppolo's hurt. Nick Bose's hurt. They get, they get crushed by injuries. Uh, and I don't think Garoppolo's playing. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Not the Niners. It's uh, that's inc- the uh, Patriots are hosting the Raiders. I knew that the Vegas Raiders. I knew All right. it was, uh so Gruden will come in and he'll be fidgeting with his mask. Hopefully he'll take it off and, you know, they'll get him for another
2: 350 grand. <laughs> I um, want to know whose job that is to find it, to look in this freeze frame. Stop it. Freeze, advance, freeze right there. There it is. The mask came the off. Chiefs.
1: Next week, they're at the Chiefs. That's a good one. And we'll get to see if Andy Reid's wearing the plastic face shield again and fogging it all up. But Andy Reid, I, I give you give you this. I mean, he's, unless he's already had the virus, he's in danger of getting it and you know it really he's he's in a high risk uh category i like that
2: last week you moved the threshold up to 400 pounds jerry i appreciated that
1: i think reed is close to that so he better be careful but he's he i know this is disappointing it's disappointing again in the halls of espn at the networks and all the mainstream media are rooting for the virus we've already established that they are rooting for the virus they don't like good news they don't like when Uh, The NFL has 36,000 tests and everybody's clean and they go ahead and play the games. They don't want that. They want it to be a problem. We heard from a number of people when they decided to play college football, a number of media people. We most famously, Christine Brennan said it was the darkest day in Big Ten history when these teams decided that rather than practicing, they'd actually play some games. That's worse than Sandusky or Larry Nassau, the worst day in Big Ten history. But did you see the news yesterday? around the country 48,000 college students tested positive for the virus that's not just players not just well, in players it's much mm-hmm. much much less but 48,000 students around the country because students all have to get tested when they went back to school they have to get tested regularly my son gets tested 48,000 tested positive would you care to guess how many ended up in the hospital
2: i'll go with kellerman uh 7% <laughs>
1: two, Tom Shattuck, two out of 48,000. Now, when you hear, that, you know how many died? Zero. So all these clowns that were protesting, you know, going back to school and holding up little makeshift, like make pretend gravestones and saying, you're going to kill us all if you make us go to school. These kids went back to school and they went to parties and they went to the gym and they went to class and some of them got sick for a day or two, uh, maybe a week and they got better, you know, like when the flu hits campus, two went to the hospital out of 48,000.
2: Surrounded. Is,
1: <laughs> not a problem for college students. That's it. Th- Every student should be back at school. Every team should be back on the field. Everyone should be back in the stands. If you're older or you're overweight and you think it's a risk, don't go. Don't right. Go.
2: Merrimack College, they've got uh, a few hundred here they've found or a, a, a whole smattering anyway, they found that have uh, the test of positive, and they're closing, they're quarantining them in the dorm. Now, four months ago, they wouldn't have quarantined wouldn't, them in no, the they dorm. They would have sent them home four months ago, which is <laughs> what I, mean, I was screaming about. They would about. have sent them into nursing homes four <laughs> months ago, Jerry. In, <laughs> in New York, they
1: said, oh, you're positive? Go visit grandma.
2: <laughs> Kill the whole floor. Kill the whole place.
1: And we know better now. We know how stupid that was, and we know who's vulnerable, so those people, they they know how to Be careful, be isolated. Stay away from the college kids. Should get it, get through it, and get on with their lives. Again, forty-eight thousand positive tests. Two went to the hospital, and those two were probably you know hypochondriacs. Right? (laughs) Said I got to go to hospital. I mean, but that's incredible. You know what that is statistically? That's zero. The same with Mm -hmm. the six thousand tests in the NFL. You know how many tested positive? Essentially, nobody. Five equipment managers had the flu, so they went. You know they went home and stayed in bed for a couple of days. Everyone else get on with your life. And, and you know, John Gruden and, and Sean Payton already had it. They're not going to get it again. There's no reason for them to wear masks. I wish they bitched up. I really wanted them to say how crazy that was. Gruden talked about it and he said, you know, um, I, I'll pay the fine. And he'll pay the fine. He makes 10 million a year. It's not a big deal. But it's just insane that that the guy surrounded by hundreds of people without masks has to wear a mask or they're going to take a, a you know, 350 grand out of his pocket. Nuts. No.
2: Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's punitive that, that it affects them. Right. But uh, other than that, like I can't think of nationwide. So, so many people in society adopting something in situations they don't need to at all. You know, and I, I was, I was in Charleston a couple of days ago in Charleston. I can't believe everybody's wearing masks and they're, well, there's nobody around you. And people it, along the Navy yard are wearing masks anyway. I, I,
1: I, I couldn't believe it either. When,
2: uh, I was there last week in
1: downtown Boston. People are running and biking with masks. And I'm going, I mean, I understand you want to appear respectful to other people, but or putting masks on, like, two-year-olds. A friend of mine has a one-year-old, or one and a half now, and uh, she said they can't travel. I'm like, they wanted to go to Florida. We can't because he won't wear the mask. I'm like, What? A one-year-old has to have a mask on, or they will not, like, the plane won't take off. Incredible. Like, what? It's just bizarre. One-year-olds don't need masks. It's it's so stupid. It's like putting a mask on a, on your
2: dog. It's just, you know, <laughs> not... not- yeah. yeah. It was a, a woman from New Hampshire just got tossed off a of flight for not yeah. having her two-year-old have a mask. A
1: two-year-old has to have a mask, or you can't go on the plane. And if they put it on and then take it off the they will literally tell you you got to put that back on there or you get banned.
2: A 2-year-old. <laughs> Can you imagine getting perp walked off the plane? But yeah. it's crazy. Like I can't like what are other examples when everybody suddenly did something at one time? Like maybe after 9/11, uh, American flags and flag pins. You know, and and that was a symbolic thing right. after the Canadians released hostages, I remember being on 93 and people honking their horns. I mean, but those are just symbolic, positive events. These, this mask stuff is life-altering behavior, not really based on anything. We don't know if one human being has died because they didn't have a mask on at a certain time. Wait, There's no it? way to know. In fun. fact, you know, in, in for the Lowell Sun, we covered a couple of high-profile cases of people who have died tragically and left tragic family situations behind. And they had done everything they were told. They were sequestered. They were down, down in the basement. And they had the masks on, and it went and killed them. And it's tragic, but this is there's too much we don't know. And every messenger has an ulterior motive, and that is a problem, or is a coward, and that's a problem. And someday,
1: you know what I think you know I think? You, you got a bunch of kids, and I think you should do uh, on October 31st. You should uh, take them to Walmart or, or Home Depot. then kids love that. Take them, or you could take them. Uh, I think that day, I believe there's a BLM rally. You could take them to that. Uh, you could uh, you know take them to uh, uh to any you know crowded um store any other store you could go to you know the uh target um but you can't take them trick or treating that's against the rules no trick treating uh they can go out you know go to Daniel Hall and walk around in the crowds of people but they can't knock on the neighbors door with a bag and say, can I have a piece of candy? That will kill people. That will kill children going door to door for
2: candy. And will- isn't that the perfect way for the towns like Wakefield, Melrose, and Wellesley to have the city council and the and the, the aldermen say, you know what? How do we make this hurt? How do we make Trump's actions hurt close to election time and show all the parents, have the parents have to live it out what Trump has done? and Cancel Halloween. So you're right. It's already happening. There's no doubt. And they've done it up here now. They've uh, up where I am. I'm near New Hampshire. They've changed the rules suddenly so that locally, um, field hockey for my daughter who's ten, field hockey had to be changed. So everybody has to wear a mask. The kids have to wear masks on the field. And so we're all just sending our kids to New Hampshire to play where you can just play, you know, normally without a mask. But Are it's they, a, have, have any
1: died? Had any of those girls no. in New Hampshire? Have they died? How many died? What's the, what's the death toll?
2: <laughs> Nobody has died as as yet. Shock it's, me. It's, you
1: know what? They should move Halloween to November fourth when the the virus will be gone. So you, everyone can trick or treat. Just wait a week or wait five days, and uh, you can trick or treat November fourth. Especially if Trump loses, then pff, uh, then no one no masks needed after that. Everyone will be back at school. They'll be back in bars and having having concerts and everything else. As long as you know, we get rid of the big, bad orange man.
2: It's but, funny, Jerry, because you think about. Take Halloween in nineteen eighty three. How unprepared and shocked Halloween in twenty twenty would be for that. One, no masks. Two, people shaving creaming each other, egging houses. I mean, this year, if you're if you egg in house, there's a chance that house has a Black Lives Matter or hate has no home here sign. So that is a hate crime, right. obviously. It's a punitive attack on somebody. I mean, Jesus, this is so incredibly soft. And you know, I mean. I don't know. My feeling is in this, in the town where I am right now, there it's only Joe Biden signs, but there's no way any house without
1: where you live. You can't put a Trump sign or someone will steal it and throw a rock through your window. You can't do that. This is that's how it works. You're only allowed to put Biden signs up, put Trump signs up. You know, they might burn your house down. That's how it works. Now, I was thinking that uh, who would be the big popular Halloween costume if there were Halloween. God knows we can't have Halloween. But uh, the Tiger King is still kind of big, so there'll be some Tiger King, some uh, Tiger King costumes, and obviously there'll be Trump costumes. And but uh, can't have it. You can have. I mean, think of it. People are wearing masks anyway, on
2: Halloween, right? Right. Well, right. But the Trump costumes can't just be. It has to be Trump in with devil eight- horns. Yes, devil horns, or the guy with the big, the big uh, hatchet thing. What's that guy? The, the death guy? Uh, the Grim Reaper, yeah, right? You know, two hundred
1: we million killed. Right? Exactly. Why couldn't or we
3: have it. seen this coming months ago? Like, why couldn't my pillow make H ninety five Trump masks or something like that? Why couldn't we have predicted this?
1: Um, I, it seems like you should be able to have just everyone have a face covering. And go out and trick or treat, but
3: I don't. By the way, that. before we wrap up, uh, I, I am disappointed today because I think we've already debunked the story. Alyssa Milano was not the one to call the cops yesterday. I believe
2: that has been debunked at this point. Did you see that story? I yeah, do not. The, I don't believe her. I believe that somebody. I believe that somebody in that uh, family called the police. The, the call came from well, the, na- inside the, the house. neighbor.
3: The neighbors taking the heat. So, Jerry, if you didn't see it, so Melissa, uh, Alyssa Milano, who on Twitter is probably one in the top 10 of the defund the police movement movement has an entire, uh, the police show up to her house. This, you know, somebody was, what were they wearing? Like some black Cape or something like that. And they, it turns out the guy was just in the woods hunting squirrels for God's sakes. But the (laughs) the first report was that Alyssa Milano called, called the police uh, for help and for assistance. And it turns out, or at least they're alleging the, uh, the neighbor called the police. And then actually, I think the actual, the, 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 guy himself may have called just to like say, Hey, I'm the one who caused the commotion. But I was hoping that Alyssa Milano, who's been uh, bashing the police for months now was the one who called them in her time of need, I guess. Police.
1: Can can you tell me this? Why have they not caught the shooter in LA? The guy we, was very distinctive looking. We talked about it a lot. He's four feet tall and four feet wide. He didn't put a lot of thought into it. He just went up and shot the two cops. Thank God they're alive. And uh, one of them is uh, already out and home. Um, the, and the other one, by the way, the woman who got shot in the jaw got a phone call from Trump, which is very nice. He'll probably invite them into the White House at some point. But I thought they would catch him in a matter of hours. He's still roaming free. When are we going to see that, that guy taken into custody?
3: They have priorities. They're going after guys hunting squirrels right that's now. That's a
1: good point. Yeah. Yeah, well, the, and also that's,
2: yeah. like well, you, you know, know, The
1: guy's in real trouble because I don't know if you noticed in the video when he shot the two cops, wasn't wearing a mask. Ooh. Eric Garst- Did not. Does no no
2: no no mask? Then he was obviously a right winger. I assume. Oh right, right wing agitator. uh, Yeah, no. I think one of the reasons that that the guy's not been caught is that the media could care less about the shooting at this point. And if if Trump called her, then no way they're going to report that. Like Dave said, I do think
1: it kind of pisses off cops when you shoot them in the head. They they get upset. So I would think the rest of the police force would make this priority number one and catch this. Oompa right. loompa. And I, I want to see that perp walk. I want to see that evil. I mean, it's the new face of evil the guy who shot two young cops in the head and then just kind of waddled away.
2: I but mean, like, but like Dave said, you know, this is um, number one right now, today you're supposed to be floored by the fact that Cindy McCain is endorsing Joe Biden. That's where your mind is supposed to be. And they'll all tell you, you know, from the AP to Reuters to CNN to all the others that you're supposed to see that and say, wow, that's so abnormal. There must be something seriously wrong with <laughs> I I always base my vote on
1: what Cindy McCain does. I, she just, I've always felt like she's a leader, a role model, and whatever she
2: does, I follow suit. So, but I was, oh, it's like with obviously, Trump I was enemies with John McCain. I mean, Cindy McCain would endorse the Ho Chi Minh over Donald Trump. It wouldn't be like anything out of the realm of possibility at this moment. But it is funny just how the spoon feeding of all this uh, agate prop comes day after day and day after day. Get it right.
1: It's a stunning stunning rebuke, Shattuck. By the
2: way, I actually listened to Alyssa Milano yesterday on an Instagram chat, and she she was talking to somebody, an environmentalist, Jerry, and it was a shocking revelation, actually. And if you don't mind, I'll play it really before we go here. This is shocking, and if you want to know how the coronavirus started, we find out from Alyssa Milano.
0: I want to just really take a moment so that our viewers can really understand what's happening. So because mm-hmm. they are coming in and, um, and, and taking down trees in the rainforest for farmland, mm-hmm. correct? Yep. Yes. That we are... Um, putting a lot of animals um, out of their homes, yes. which makes pandemics jump mm-hmm. from animals to humans um, even faster or easier.
2: There you go, Jerry.
1: Oh, it all makes sense now. Yep. Wasn't the
2: Chinese whatsoever. It's
0: Amazon.
1: From like squirrels <laughs> into humans. That's exactly-
2: it's exactly and right. That's yeah. why now it all
3: comes full circle. So that's why there's a guy in the woods hunting squirrels clearly <laughs> to Is help. Yes, it all makes sense now. I you. Gotcha.
1: Oh, it all comes. Together. All right, Shattuck. That's uh, Tom Shattuck, host of the Burn Battle podcast. Uh, Tom Shattuck of the Lowell Sun, all around media mogul. Um, you got anything? Uh, you, got, you, you got anything good coming up?
2: I'm going to have more Alyssa Milano audio, Jerry, because I cleaned. She's an Oracle, so I'm going through that today. I'll have that tonight. Uh, she doesn't
1: look so good anymore. I know she used to be hot. She's uh, she, she she worries too much, you know. She stresses out too much, and it's showing.
2: Honestly. Also, Amy Coney Barrett's uh, age, forty-seven as well. Forty-eight, I believe, right? Forty-eight.
1: I believe she, Amy Coney Barrett's forty-eight, and uh, I'm looking forward to that so much. This is going to be a wild weekend followed up by a. Big debate on Tuesday. Cannot wait. Um, but uh, thanks, Shattuck. And thanks to Shay Concrete and Allie Paving at DCU. And thanks to all our wonderful sponsors. You can support us by supporting them. We really appreciate it. Anything else, Colin A?
3: Uh, rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Uh, people are turning up the heat on Facebook. Big numbers on Facebook. So we appreciate it. So share that yeah. stuff. Love Shattuck, it.
1: Shattuck always brings them in, packs
2: them in. the. Uh...
1: <laughs> by the way, do you have an alibi on that shooting in L.A.?
2: Oh, me? Yeah. What's I'm tall, Jerry. I'm over six two. That dude. Yeah, yeah that's four.
1: true. You're too tall. But I mean, you know, it's it was a full-figured uh individual. He was
2: Ruben-esque like I am, but I have uh I was that's nowhere gonna, near that.
1: That's gonna come as a surprise one day. We're just gonna be sitting there, and it's gonna be breaking news, and they're gonna show him and we're gonna get his whole story, and that's gonna be like the new the new face of evil. Uh and uh you know, hopefully he gets roughed up in prison because uh I don't think just putting. Well, if he was a,
2: if he was willing to shoot two cops, he's willing to be in a shootout with cops, and well, they they frown like, on people who have shot their um, brothers in arms.
1: Might Sisters be like that Tifa guy, that uh, that Reinhole guy that went down shooting. Maybe it'll be like that. We'll save us all, spare us all from a trial. But we'll be watching the uh, situation in Louisville and the situation in D.C. And we'll be all we'll be looking forward to the uh, debate next week, and uh, we'll see how many coaches. We're uh, we're masks this week. Um, that's that's important to me. Watching coaches fiddle with their masks, I know the feeling. I, I go into you know I go into like CVS for ten minutes and I can't stand it. I don't I don't know how people do that all day, wear the mask. I guess you get used to it, but I I don't blame any of these coaches for uh, pulling it down, and playing with it. But all right, that's it. This is the Callahan Podcast. I'm Jerry Callahan, and we will talk to you again tomorrow.
3: Why am I stopping? No one else stops.
1: I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.
5: Before you drive the all new Nissan Rogue, you got to ask yourself, how rogue are you going to go? We talking be one with nature in the desert, rogue? Go snowshoeing in Alaska, rogue? Or take the long way home just because, kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure
4: to find the answer. Go rogue in the all new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue, now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in market competitors. Base models compared. Headlines and hot takes, they have their place. But at our podcast, ESPN Daily, we don't just
5: skim the surface of sports. Dude, I mean, this clearly transcends blood feuds, (laughs) rivalries, sports. This is something far, far deeper than that. I'm your host, Pablo Torre, and every day... We try to dive into the stories behind the
1: athletes. The picture of him in the dugout afterwards just looked like a guy who'd had his heart ripped out.
5: Listen to ESPN Daily wherever you get your podcasts.
4: And we're back with breaking news. The new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever.
5: That's right, Jim. With an improved taste and zero calories, make sure... Jim.
4: Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. We're on the air. I need to try it first Con cero azúcar y ahora mucho más rica ¿Será que la nueva
0: Coca-Cola Zero Sugar es la mejor de todas? ¡Descúbrela!